Okay, are you ready, Ian? Yeah. Play some song, Ian. What was that? Anything? That's a song from my old band. There you go. Yeah. What was the name of that band? That band was unfortunately called DeVille. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Hour 10. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. For the people listening at home, there are people in this room. For the people in this room, please make some semblance of noise. Oh, that's nice. We're going to do a real, 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 real short monologue, and then we're going to have our, uh, Peter's going to come up here, and then Kate's going to come up here, and then Saffron's going to come up here. It's going to be very, very nice, and everyone's going to have a fun time. All right. I'd appreciate it if everyone could just think back to what they were doing in 1998, and I would like everyone to think back to how they felt as a human being in 1998, and I want to, everyone to think about how they felt as a sexual being in 1998. And here's the only question I have for individuals in this room and into the ether. If Austin Powers didn't come out and ask everyone if he makes you horny baby, would men have ever learned about consent? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the answer is no. And that's why we do this talk show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're on hour 10, and that's the best thing I could come up with over uh, the course of 12 years, and I stand by it. Uh, what sparked that brilliant idea was uh, what's, what our house band was just showing me about the gender identity politics of Jackass the TV show yes. on skateboard Twitter. Yes. All right, moving on. Ryan Dunn is dead, but our first guest is alive and well. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Peter Chang, everybody. Peter. Peter, how are you? Awesome. I'm well. Thank you for having me on the show. Do you regret saying yes to being on the show thus far? Absolutely not. We opened up with the darkest monologue we've done in quite a long time. What are your thoughts about Ryan Dunn? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about no, Ryan I, Dunn? If you did, I would love to hear them. Uh, no specific thoughts in particular. You're uh, pro or con Ryan Dunn? I'm not either. I'm just very neutral about... So you're like how a lot of people feel about Elizabeth Warren. You're very neutral. Yes. You might have super strong opinions. Hold on, stop. I like Elizabeth Warren. She's not winning. I don't pick winners. My favorite Nirvana record is in utero. Come on. My, I would prefer Howlin' Wolf to Muddy Waters. I don't pick okay. number one. I pick number two. Okay, okay. But she could still win. She could still win, but let's be realistic. Who's going to go with the Harvard-educated lawyer? Not the American public, yeah, and you know I'm right. Yeah. That being said, that might be good for your business. I, I wouldn't doubt it for the next six months, if everything goes well with Warren and she gracefully bows out, there's going to be an Elizabeth Warren like mural commission that you guys could handle. I, I highly doubt that. But you doubt that? No. Why? I, I mean, that's like if you had replaced her with Hillary Clinton, you know, during, that, you know, during her run, no one, you know, no one commissioned any Hillary murals. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Let's just talk about commission. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, you're part of, no. you are half of No Kings Collective. I am half of No Kings Collective. Uh, for the people outside of Washington, D.C., and even some of the people in Washington, D.C., what is No Kings Collective? Uh, we are just two guys making art. <laughs> no, you're not. Sometimes no, you're not. This is a professional business that gets hired by rich-ass clients, and you do cool shit. Don't, we're just two bros hanging out at the bar. Saying if, hi to the if, ladies. If, if, if what want, happens, happens, happens. If, if you want the spiel, we are a. I want the spiel. We are a design agency focusing yes. on uh, large-scale murals and then uh, experiential marketing and brand installations. But and you've been doing this for over a decade, right? Over a decade. Officially, the company is 11 years old, uh, but Brandon and I working relationship spans all the way back to college. So we met senior year, and we just, you know. So has this been your only job? Yeah, this has been my only job. That's crazy. Yeah. 
But I mean, I've I've worked in restaurants. And, sure, you sure. Know, I've bartended so many years. Yeah. And I think I worked in the industry all the way up until 2013, maybe 2014, about six years ago. And then yeah. that was when it was officially full time, and I could do this, and only focus on this. Do you think you're a success? Uh, you know what? Everyone has different definitions of success. Uh, I would say that I'm doing what I'm, you know, what I love doing. So the answer is yes, because if you didn't actually feel that way, you would have just said no. Yeah, you know, that's I, good. I, no, you're modest too. That's good. You know, I, you know, but what what is success, right? There's, there's always this thing that I had in my mind. Um, every couple years, it kind of resets, and I reevaluate what the definition of success for me is. Okay. You know, what is it right now? Uh, you know, right now is just focusing on. You know, elevating our artwork. Uh, I just got engaged last year, so congratulations! Thank you. When is the wedding? It's Labor Day weekend this year. Where is the wedding? London. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, now did you pick that because of Brexit? You were just so inspired. You're like, I gotta go to a more less progressive country than here. No. Hopefully, what? Okay. Uh, just, actually, it's is she British? So she grew up in London. Uh, That's for nice. Many many years, but she's an American citizen. So she was originally. From here, moved uh -huh. there when she was, you know, a wee child. Does she still have family there? Uh, I don't think she has any family there, but it's a it's a special and, and you know holds an endearing place oh, in her sure. heart. Oh sure. So have you, you know, two spent time together there? Yeah. So I've been there, you know, a bunch of times, and you know, between you and me, I hope the Brits do Brexit and fuck up their entire economy because. If I could tell you how much this shit is costing me right now. Oh, is it, is it, <laughs> has it jacked up prices in the last few months? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's just it's just, it's just British pound. You know, it's always yeah. stronger no matter what. Everything costs more. Everything's smaller portions. Everything's so you seem daintier. thrilled to be getting married. I am thrilled to be Labor getting... Labor Day weekend I'm in another country. to be getting married. Uh, London is great. It's whatever she wants, so that's all. That's all that's matter. That's How long have you two all that matters to me. How long have you two been together? We've been together a little over two years now, okay. but we've been friends for many years. That's great. So she gets what you do. Yeah, absolutely. She's my biggest supporter. That's great. Yeah. Um, it seems that this is a very, very good city for what you do. Uh, you know, yeah, I would have disagreed with you many years ago. Why but, is that? Uh, just because the creative industry here wasn't really. You know, it wasn't a place for that. You know, if you wanted to succeed in what we did, you'd have to go to New York or L.A., yeah. Miami, Chicago, another major market exactly. that focused on creativity. But that's why I feel like it's a perfect city for you guys to get in because there wasn't really anybody doing exactly what you guys were doing 11 years ago. And now there's a few others, but they're not doing it as well as you, and you've become this big fish in a, in a relatively small pond. Yeah. I mean, there's also, you know, the boom of development in the city that is helping you know, more people are moving into the city, you know, at a, at a crazy rate. I ask a lot of the, pol the political writers about this and a lot of the food people about this. Are you surprised that this city hasn't taken the huge hit in the last few years? Uh, what do you mean hit? Economically? Or? Yeah. And, well, just like all the things that I liked about this city are still going even mm -hmm. after 2016. And I remember in like January 2017, everyone was like, oh, it's mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Or like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change dramatically. And it really hasn't. I, you know, a lot of people say that. It's a lot of speculation. I've been here my whole life. Okay. Uh, it, you know, D.C.'s had, you know, its problems in the past, and, you know, but it's still always been a stable economy for the people okay. who have been here, right? There's always government jobs. Yeah. There's always, and now with development and all these other industries coming in here, you know, tech, you know, restaurant, you know, there's so many different creative outlets I just don't think there's any shortage of jobs and, you know, opportunities for creative, you know, but ventures. There, but like you said, there, if even a few, five years ago, there wasn't as many creative endeavors going on as there are now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't I mean, necessarily... It's, it's been growing slowly. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, like one of those uh, retirement charts, you know, it's just like the slow, sure, sure, slow, sure. slow build up and now all of a sudden it's like this explosion... Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Can we talk about one of your recent-ish uh, pop-ups? Mm -hmm. Umbrella? Yep. Okay. Um, I had my favorite artist that I saw at that exhibit on this show. I'm very glad that she was willing to do it. Uh, and I talked to some other people that were part of a show. But you were actually, like, one of the organizers. Mm -hmm. So what was Umbrella, a three-day event? Uh, I think it was April of last April. year? April last of year, yeah. 2019. 
Uh, Madison Investment approached us and they said, hey, we have this building and we're going to tear it down. We know you guys do these pop-up events. How do you guys feel about this? And to be honest with you, for us, it was just kind of a, a long game because we knew when the new building was built, we were going to have a contract for a mural there and some other you know, work that was really the, the real money down okay. the line. And the budget that they had was just kind of, you know, we might break even with it. You know, we, we were thinking to ourselves, we may lose it a little bit, but the marketing impact and the opportunities that we could create for the other artists uh, kind of outweighed that. And, you know, at the time we were like, you know what, we can make this, you know, other people call it a loss leader, but we were like, you know, we can sink some money into this. Sure. As long as we want to lose a ton of money, we can do this. So we were thinking, what should we do? You know, what, what should we call this? And after a lot of brainstorming, we decided to call it Umbrella because we wanted to bring in all the other artists that we respected. We wanted to bring in new artists. And also, because we're so busy, I don't really have a good beat on the street anymore for, sure. for fresh talent. So we wanted to get all these other curators to kind of go out there and hunt. So you essentially gave a few different curators like rooms to do it because this is a big thing. There was one entire... Was it three buildings or two? It was like two with a technically the between? whole block. I can't. I think we used three, maybe okay. four buildings. Yeah, I can't. Um, Multiple so levels. Big. It was yeah. very big. Mm -hmm. How many artists participated total? Uh, I don't remember, but I know we had over hundred artists. Participate. How many people came through? We had eleven thousand people over the weekend. Rough, That's a lot. rough numbers. So, would you say it was a success? Absolutely. Okay. Why aren't there more events like this when buildings are being either torn down or speculated upon or just sitting empty? You know, uh, we're actually hosting a panel discussion next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> about that. Um, you know, there are a lot of barriers to doing a pop-up like this, and especially a production of that size. You know, we had, man, almost 10, 10 people on staff. You know, I had, to, I had a project coordinator. You know, we had to manage all the curators, you know, the insurance that you have to get for something like that. You know, yeah. not a lot of, you know, I, I hate to say it, just some artist on the street <clears throat> or just an artist who doesn't have, you know, it's hard for me too, you know, with the amount of experience and knowledge that I have. But to organize and put something of that magnitude together requires a lot of people, a lot of coordination, and it requires a lot of money. I mean, we probably spent about $50,000 producing it and, you know, a lot of that also just came back to us from bar sales and we kind of broke even. You know, we were about 15 to 18 grand, I think, rough approximately in the hole. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? If we have a fantastic uh, weekend and the bar does well, we'll probably break even. And that, I think that's what we did. So you barely you broke even. On yeah. <clears throat> Jeez, that sounds both wonderful and stressful because I, I wish there were more things like that and I know how hard difficult an undertaking is. You know, I tell a lot of people, you know, it, it's a labor of love and it's truly for the community. You know, we didn't take any commission from the curator. You know, whatever the curators worked out with their artists, that was Got it. their was business. Individual but based on. Individual based, but there were other rooms that were just solely curated by us. You know, and then some of the other curators didn't take any commission, really. So th that structure. But for us personally, we didn't take a penny from any of the artists or the curators. And I think we got the data back from all of them. I think we did over $115,000 in art sales that weekend. That's not nothing. Um, what's next for you guys? Because I know that you're, as, or it seems to be the murals are the thing people know you for. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I think the uh, you know I think it's different subsectors or subcultures of okay. people, right? Some people know us as oh they throw parties, yeah, sure, right, and sure. then some people know us as oh hey those guys do you know the murals in the city, yeah, and then you know for the people who are in that industry, you know agencies and all these people are like hey we can tap these guys mm -hmm. to do this kind of you know brand collaboration or a campaign or you know we can do something really creative and collaborative with these guys. So it really just depends on who. Sure is looking for us. What are your thoughts on the word hustle? That's our mantra. Yeah, I got that. That's our mantra. And you make money from this, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But you've been to a WeWork. Mm -hmm. You could see how many people are actually doing work with how many people are thinking about the idea of work. Yeah. Therefore, what are your thoughts on the word hustle? <laughs> you know, the past several years, a lot of people always tell me, hey, you need to have work-life balance. You need to you know, think about your body and all this. And 
though that may be true, there's a certain work ethic and focus and discipline that it takes to run your own business, regardless of what you do. Sure. Right? And, I, you know, I, I'm 35, and I feel like a lot of people complain about this, but I've seen it firsthand, you know? A lot of people reach out to me, a lot of artists who are coming right out of school and, you know, begging us, can I be, you know, an apprentice? Can we learn how to do this? You know, one or two days on, on the job, and they're just like, this is too hard. Sure. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not carrying this five-gallon bucket of, you know, like people see the murals sure. afterwards, and they're like, oh, I love this. This is amazing. But you don't see, you know, the, the heavy machinery that goes in there, the, the booking of, you know, equipment and, you know, going to the paint store and grabbing yeah. all these materials. And, you know, we're just, we're just glorified contractors. Sure. <laughs> you know? You, you just happen to do something that's literally colorful yeah. and fun-looking and people yeah. want to be associated with it. You know. I like what you do. I don't envy it. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't want, I like my job a lot more than your job. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to deal with any contracts with the city. Yeah. That's, that seems like a nightmare. Well, we don't really deal with the city too much if you think about it. We don't, yeah. You know, we don't really deal with them too much. We've, you know, we got to, but pull just throwing phone. a party, you need to get certain like one day liquor licenses all the time. I mean, you got to throw, par you got to get permits and things like that for the parties and the yeah. liquor licenses. Uh, we just have a separate catering company. Oh, so you hire through a caterer yeah. type of thing? That makes so. more sense. Either way, this industry stuff is very, very fascinating to me, and I thank you for taking time yeah, of to course. spend with us tonight. Um, wedding in London. People are invited to go to London. London, UK. The UK. The UK? The UK. <laughs> it's Labor Day weekend. Say hi to Peter and his bride. Say hello, Peter. This was a cheap ticket because of <laughs> Brexit. Uh, and then Hopefully. they're going to go to Ireland and nothing will be weird. Yep. Yep. Where's the honeymoon? Japan. Cool. Depending Another on, very affordable place. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how this whole coronavirus thing pans out. Hey, we'll fingers see. crossed. Maybe this wedding's become a local venue. You yeah. can afford that. Yeah. Would, have you ever thought about calling in favors for your wedding? Be like, I'll just paint your whole fucking building. Just let me get married here for free. Yeah. I, I just don't think it works that way. Well, we're different with, people. With, yeah, with some of the some of the places that you know. Where are you getting married? Like, like what type of venue are you getting married in? So we looked at a bunch of different venues, and I think for her and I, we were really set on finding a place that had excellent food and wine. Okay, you know, we're foodies, and I love good food. And every wedding that I've gone to, and even like these really fancy hotels, which I will not name, you know, in D.C. that I've been to these amazing, amazing hotels. Sure. They're supposed to be. You know, and then, you know, you go to a wedding there and you have the food, the surf and turf, you know, and it's not good. I understand. And it's I just agree. not good. I'm not going to shit on those places, even though yeah, I completely I'm not gonna, agree. You know, because they might be a client in the next That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we, we chose a steakhouse called uh, Hawksmore. Okay. It's in Guildhall. It's this amazing basement venue. That's great. Uh, we went and ate there a couple months ago. And I mean, it was it was fantastic. Oh yeah, you like flying back and forth for the wedding planning and stuff. Yeah, so we were there during Thanksgiving break. We're going back in June. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I mean, I love it there. I'm sure you I do. Love it there. London's like New York. It's you know, it's just except everyone has British accents. And it's more expensive to get to and from, and the city yeah. shuts down a lot earlier. Yeah. And there's sure. slightly less cocaine. Not a ton less. Um, slightly. Slightly, slightly less. more cocaine, Peter Chang. Maybe it depends on who you're asking. I'm asking you, Peter no, Chang. No cocaine for me. Well, no cocaine for me. <laughs> I think she booed hugs, before she hugs, heard not drugs. That's my motto. All right. Don't wink at me. I did not wink at you. I did not wink. Well, you offered me piles and piles not, of cocaine powder Brandon. to put in my face. It was flour. We were trying to bake. bake I've a been cake. baking a lot recently. I'm not oh, joking. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's it good, is good. Therapeutic. No, it's not. You just usually just like mix stuff and wait and then. It gets bigger, and you hit it down, and you put it in the oven. You're like, I guess it's done. It's not really therapy. I don't think you've been to therapy if you think that's what therapy is. Oh, I've been to therapy. Have you had any breakthroughs recently? Uh, I haven't been to therapy, but <laughs> as far as own self <laughs> No, then you haven't been to therapy. These are binary questions. I went questions. to therapy years ago. Years so, yes, ago. you did. Did you, have a, did you have a breakthrough in, the, any, in, that, therapy, uh, in that therapy block, that chunk? Uh yeah, I would say so. That's great. I'm you glad know? that you went. I'm more reflective. You know, I think for me, the biggest thing is focusing on perspective. Sure. Right? If someone says something I don't agree with, or there's, you know, an opinion that 
I'm just, you know, flat out in the beginning, God, this guy's a moron. What is he talking about? I have to sit there and ask myself, are you just being biased or, you know, and that's the number one thing I focus on is perspective. Sure. You know, where is this, where is the angle that this person is coming with and then trying to understand it as much as I can and then making, you know, a well thought out response or, you know, gesture. It's good and healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Except when the, you know, except when clients or, you know, other people just lose their mind and then you want to respond back, you know, you want to fight fire with fire, but you have to, you know, it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of patience. I understand. Yeah. Weddings don't take, you don't need any patience for weddings. It'll be very easy and cheap. You know, it's great because I really haven't been doing much. You know, my fiance sure. has been taking care of a lot of it and she's been wonderful. And That's great. She's, she's awesome. Well, she's enjoy awesome. London. Enjoy Japan. Thank Peter, you. thank you for being here. I'm awesome. going to shake your hand out. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, please thank put your you. hands together for Peter Chang, everybody. Peter! Kate, how are you, Kate? Come on up, Kate. How are you, Kate? Brandon, I've had a day. Were you were in a different state earlier today? Uh, 4 a.m. I woke up in uh, Park City, Utah. Park City, Utah, home of the Olympics. Yes, indeed. When were... Mitt Romney was was he governor of oh, Utah? I, d- governor? I don't know, but let's say it. He was he either was governor. governor or mayor. I think he, he like ran the Olympics and he was the, the governor. Okay, he was governor. And now he's the senator. Doing great. The great state of Massachusetts. <laughs> Razzle dazzle. Isn't he? Isn't he Massachusetts now? No, he's the senator for uh, Utah, isn't he? Is he senator for yeah. Utah? But he was That's where in the Mormons come from. He was, well, he's where the was governor he? of Massachusetts. That's it. Yeah. Wait, I already said he was the governor of Utah. Uh, no, I love Who that is that. Mitt Romney is what I'm asking here. We're off to a killer start. Mitt Romney. I got to fill a lot of time. I got no problem Googling. Fantastic. Mitt Romney. Google. We're going to Google. He's born to Detroit. He's the senator from Utah. There we go. He previously served as the 70th governor of Massachusetts from 2003 to 2007. That's That's where he invented Obamacare. That's right. He did invent Obamacare. According to history. Thank you, Mitt Romney. (laughs) We love you, Mitt Romney. Kisses to Mitt Romney. Kisses for Mitt. Aw, kisses for Mitt. Kisses for Mitt. Kisses for Mitt. No more kisses for Mitt. Don't ever say that again. I might. You take it back. No. More kisses for Mitt. No. <laughs> Mitt needs more kisses. <laughs> you woke up in the great state of Utah. Yep. At 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. And then I, I flew to Chicago. Ayo. Ayo. That's where I'm from. It was a lovely airport. I spent most of my time in the B terminal, though I heard C terminal has better food. Oh. Oh. I even called my friend. I was like, tell me where to hang out in this airport. And he's like. In O'Hare? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, C terminal, baby. And I was like, well, I'm in B. And he's like, well, you're going to have a Starbucks. Did you? I did. Was it okay? It was terrible. I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) I know. I got a sandwich and I thought it would be better. It wasn't. Every bite, it just got worse. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, Hey, Jen, did you ever think about giving kisses to Mitt? Yeah. He's an attractive guy. Sometimes you just got to think, would I kiss Mitt Romney? I love, she loves teeth for the listener at home. He's got, he's got strong dental. All right, anyways, back to your subpar Starbucks sandwich in the O'Hare airport today. Yeah. Well, so then I, I got on the next flight with my subpar sandwich in Belly. And um, as the plane is descending, like at first it was really nice. Like I'd been in middle seats this entire trip and finally I had an entire row to myself, like a princess. Um, And then... That's how you think princesses fly? (laughs) Commercially? (laughs) (laughs) What? Commercial with a whole row. That's it, not business class, not first class. Nah, you get a whole row in econ. (laughs) Cool. Cool. I had leg room and I bragged about it to all my friends. That's where um, you are. Yeah. Well, at some point, I, the sandwich started fighting back when we hit turbulence during descent, so I had to run to the back, but you're not supposed to get up during descent. 
<laughs> I know this because I was raised by a flight attendant. Were you really? I was. And she taught you that's how princesses fly? That's princesses <laughs> you don't get up during descent, and you never get up during taxiing. Is your mother still a flight attendant? She is. Delta Airlines. Lisa Flaherty, baby. Did you fly Delta? No, I flew United. Why didn't you? Because it was get, cheaper. She couldn't get you a discount? No, not at 30. The discount stopped at 24. Seriously? Yep. You're 30 years old is what you're saying? Brag. I'm writing down every age and I'm going to average them out. Good. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, so the only way that I could get the flight attendant to let me go to the bathroom, because she's like, you can't go in here. And I was like, no, but I'm, I was like, I'm going to throw up. And she's like, go in a bag. And I was like, I'm pregnant. And she's like, oh, okay, go on in. <laughs> so, so congratulations. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. To pregnant Kate. Thank you. The worst part is, though, is that I got in there, and once I sat down to throw up, I felt better. But at this point, she'd let me in, so I put on a show. So I'm just making the sounds and apologizing through the door. And she's like, just grip on tight, because we're landing. So I landed, holding onto the toilet seat, pretending to throw up. So you won? <laughs> I won. Oh, man. Princess? Princess. And now you're at the back of the flight during de on, when you're getting off, so you're stuck in the back? No, I, got a, I, I ran to my seat during taxiing, which is also a no-no. At so that I, point, what are they going to do? Can't we're going to turn around. They handed me a ginger ale, actually, because they're like, we're so sorry. And then the flight attendant was like, it happened to my sister all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> Has um, this changed your thoughts about being a mother? I mean, not any more than already, but it now really, you're like all actually, in. I was kind of into it because I was like, oh my God, all my terrible behavior. If I just say that I'm pregnant, people are like, no, I get it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, okay. Yeah. I, might, I might work this into conversation more. Yeah. Um, I'm not, but I can still work it. Um, but then I got home and I realized I was locked out of my apartment. And then my cat sitter wouldn't respond to my text messages for six hours, so I couldn't get the keys to my apartment. So have you been home yet? Uh, I got in literally five minutes before I left. Oh, my God. Yeah, so thank I was... Thank you for being here. Thank you. Well, actually, I was like, well, at least if I go to Wonderland, I have a roof over my head. <laughs> you do. <laughs> a sunroof. To see it's the beautiful, beautiful stars. See the stars. <laughs> well, my husband, my husband's great, though, because he has get around, and is he's you, like... Really quick, is your husband Mitt Romney? Uh, no. Okay. I'll check, though. I was confused. He could sneak in there. I thought he was. He might. Your He's got a dashing little smile. Some say hubby. Mm -hmm. Hubbers. Nope. Gross. <laughs> I hated it saying it. Um, no, but so I, uh, my husband was like, hey, I have get around. I'll unlock the car for you, and you can just get a key, and then you can drive around, you know, do errands, do whatever. And I was like, you know what? He's sending you on chores? He's sending me on chores. But you know what? I was into it because I was so cold. So I was like, okay, you know what? This is a good plan. Someone broke into his car, so they stole the car key out of the get-around car, so I couldn't go in the car because the car's been smashed in. Um, they stole your husband's car? They didn't steal it. They just broke into the car, stole the key, and then realized you can't start the car without using the app. So there's just a car there with a busted window. A get-around car. Uh-huh. I see. Mm-hmm. So you don't own, your husband doesn't own it. Oh no, that. he owns it. He rents it so that people will pay oh, him money. Oh yeah. But now this is the second time someone's broken in to try so and steal his car. So maybe don't do get around. I was like, so maybe we stop doing get around. Oh, which we all of a sudden? I've been saying we don't do it the whole time, but he's been saying I do it. So. Sounds like somebody's a real Mitt Romney in this real relationship. Real Mitt Romney energy coming in. Anyway, so um, then my good friend, Maddie Brandon, who was on your program earlier. What accent is this? <laughs> I don't know. I've had a long day. Where are you from originally? Uh, Georgia. Do you remember Atlanta, Georgia? Hotlanta. Hotlanta. That's where the cars come from. That's where you sell cars. You sell cars, you go on the radio. We're going to talk about Love is Blind after this, right? <gasps> oh, yeah! I hope that you say, oh, yeah, and then you go, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen all of it. You think? Except for the reunion episode, Could but that's not till March 5th. 6th, only on YouTube. Could you think of a better use of Nick and Vanessa Lachey than in three episodes and they get hosted by credits? What the fuck is that noise? When they showed up and he's like, I'm of course, you know, Nick Lachey. And I was like, you know what? It's good you introduced yourself. <laughs> I, I think the crowd at home needed that, actually. You know, I'm the guy, I'm the villain in Jessica Simpson's new book. <laughs> I, he, I was like, just say like, I was there. My ex-wife's shoes, you might like them. You might. 
If you've been to a Payless, you're familiar. Oh, they sell them at Macy's too. Well, they don't sell them at Payless anymore because they gone. R.I.P. Payless. R.I.P. Payless. <laughs> Apologize to both Payless. No, I'm giving the old razzle dazzle weather be weather be. People that say rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> You asked me to be here. I'm, and I'm glad you're here. Good. Excellent. Someone is. I came back. I finally got into my apartment and my cats were just like, oh. And I was like, I have been outside this door for six hours loving you. Where do you live? Uh, Arlington. What's the nearest coffee shop? Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Starbucks? Starbucks? How far know. is it? Oh, man, it's like a good three blocks. Why didn't you wait there? It's a good three blocks. So I had a backpack. Yeah, but it's very cold out today. Yeah, but my backpack had sustenance, and I was from Utah, so I had a big coat on. So you were literally outside? I was reading. And then my good friend Maddie Brandon picked me up, and we went to her office to get her ID that she forgot. What fucking boring-ass <laughs> adventure have you been on today? <laughs> well, I could feel my fingers for the first time in a few hours, so it was a good day. That is not a Hotlanta accent. It's not a I never said it was. This is my I've had a day accent. And I've had one. Are you sure you're not already a mom? <laughs> I got the voice for it. Yeah, you do. And I sweat like one already. Oh, calm down. I've got the nerves. I got nervous sweats, Brandon. They're all up in here. They're under there. They're in here. For the folks at home, I'm pointing at boobs and armpits. That'd be a, a really bad fun name for an album title. Boobs and armpits. No, for the folks at home, I'm pointing <laughs> at boobs and armpits. <laughs> But it would be like a Carlos Mencia album. <laughs> Not a woman talking about anything. Just Carlos Mencia. What are your thoughts on Carlos Mencia? Do you have a mind for Mencia? <laughs> We're an hour time. I have a mind to say no. Thank you, Mencia. That's cool. Thank you. I didn't think it was that cool, but thanks for playing. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Calm down. No. <laughs> I haven't is talked this, to people all day except for the flight attendants is, is I lied to. Is this how you were as a child? Yes. Were you really? Oh, yeah. No, I had a real problem at funerals. I got bored, so I would just like escape and go Do up bits? and down the aisle. Yeah, I did bits. I would be in the aisles being like, guys, I wrote a song about Valentine's Day. You want to hear it? Did you really? Yes. Do you remember that song? <sighs> Actually, my mom just sent me a recording of it. Seriously? Yeah. Is that why you brought this reference up, or are you just making shit up? Yeah, well, no, she has a recording of my Valentine's Day song, my Christmas song, and then this one time I said I was going to run away to Los Angeles for five days only. I'd be back after five days. So you were going to run away to Los Angeles from Hotlanta? Yeah. How are you going to get to Hotlanta? My to, dad asked to... me that question. He's like, are you going to rent a car? And I was like, baby. How old were you? Uh, four. Why didn't your mom just put you on one of those cheap flights? I think, I think, well, I was brushing my teeth at the time, so I think they wanted to focus on getting the teeth brush part done. I understand that. And then we'd work on the logistics for Los Angeles. Yeah. So did you make it to Los Angeles and back? I've never made it to Los Angeles. You really haven't been? I've never made it. Do you think you haven't been to Los Angeles yet because you lied when you were four years old? I didn't lie. I had aspirations. Yeah, but you didn't do it, so you're a liar. How does it feel to be a liar? I mean, the same as it felt earlier because I am a liar. Because you're, you, you're a pregnant mom. <laughs> I'm a pregnant mother. You're a pregnant mother princess. <laughs> Flying coach, baby! Why were you in Utah? Uh, my in-laws uh, like to ski. Okay. And they, I didn't, I wasn't, I told them I couldn't go this year on the family trip because I'm going to Hawaii. And so the Is work that around... A lie? No, that's real. Okay. That's real. Um, but then I told my in-laws, I was like, hey, I can't make it. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she invited my parents and told them that I would probably be coming. So they're like, we got tickets. So then I had to go because I felt bad that my parents were under the impression I would be coming. She played a real game. Hold on. Why would they invite your parents to go to this? To try and get me to go because then if I go, Joe goes. Did Joe go? He did. Is Joe still there? He is. That's why I was locked out. Yeah, I got <laughs> he that. He has keys. Okay. Why did you fly back sooner? Uh, well, I mean, I was only there for a few days, and then I flew back today because I have mimosas tomorrow. That's why. Okay. And I can't miss that. Yeah, I understand. I get it. 
You get it. I get it. You got it. Okay. All right. Why? How was Utah? Was it fun? I got a lot of good reading done. What are you reading right now? Uh, so I just finished Woman in the Window. Okay. Um, it's about a woman who sees another woman in the window. And? And you never know what's going on with families behind closed doors. It's like, think if you had um, Rear Window. Yes. But instead of like being crippled, you're an agoraphobic alcoholic with a lot of pills. It sounds like my year of rest and relaxation, but with other people. See, there you go. So to me, she's describing a dream vacation that I guess goes awry. You're the second woman that is describing being trapped or imprisoned somewhere as like a vacation. I mean, if people aren't talking to you, then you're thinking about you. What was that accent? I don't know. I'm telling you, man, you are like the third person I've talked to today, and I am unloading. That's fine. What do you think of the uh, Metallica album, Load, and then the follow-up, Reload? So next question. I thought you said we were going to talk about Love is Blind. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay. Next question. Uh, (laughs) Did Kelly ever have an orgasm? My friend Kelly, the Catholic, because honest to God, no, I don't think so. She's had her second kid, and I still don't think she enjoys sex, and I just, I don't think she's had an orgasm. Kelly and Kenny. Oh, Love is Blind! Yes. Okay, different Kelly. Uh, I don't think she has. She, she doesn't act like it. at one point to her sister, her, or to the boyfriend or whatever, she, like, it wasn't clear that she never had an orgasm with her last partner, with any partner, or at all. So my rule about orgasms is you know. I don't disagree. I know. Thank you for knowing. So I was wondering, I rewatched that clip twice, mm-hmm. and... I was watching it with two other people, and every single one of us had a different read on it. We okay. couldn't tell what she was saying. Do you remember what I'm referring to? Mm-hmm. Do you think she's ever had an orgasm? I don't. Everything about her screams, I think I've had an orgasm, yeah. which means you haven't. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, are, you sh- are you surprised at who got married? Uh, yes and no. Continue. Um, so, I mean... <sighs> I don't like to brag, but I'm really good at TV because I watch a lot of it. So I can usually guess what's going on by how we're framing the narratives, you know? It's like, how are we setting this up in what order? Sure. And obviously, you got to end on a high note for something like this. Sure. And I'd read enough reports where they were like, we did not expect this many people to get engaged. Didn't didn't like nine couples get engaged, but Mm -hmm. they only shot six? Yeah, Rory didn't even get a storyline, and he was sitting there supporting all these emotionally weak white men through their trauma. And also, didn't people think he was a therapist plant? That's what I tweeted. I said, I think he's just HR that did well on screen so they let him be on camera no, they actually hired a therapist in case anyone tried to kill themselves oh my God. so they could have someone in the room to like prevent that what a fucking twist I would love the therapy plants to fall in love with each other and I they're th- like aren't people I dumb I mean the chaos agent with the daddy hat deserves his own network oh 100% come on 100% I like that he's so brave that he calls himself like I did the bravest thing in the world while he's being incredibly abusive to someone else Yes. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So Kelly's never come. Kelly's never come. You're not surprised. You are surprised by the weddings? Um, I was really hoping logic would uh, persevere. Uh, wait, are we allowed to spoil things or no? Yes, we, okay, yeah. we are. So the fact that Barnett was like, yeah, Amber, the fact that you've never paid off any of your loans and you don't work at all, you know what? Yeah, let's get married. And her entire plan is she's like, cool, let's move into your house. Um, I'm gonna just be a stay-at-home wife. Like, just not even a stay-at-home mom. Like, at least that has, like, a direction to it. Like, you're working towards something. She said mom. She said mom. Yeah, but, like, she didn't say she was getting pregnant anytime soon. So she's doing, like, I'm gonna stay home and, like, be here with your dog. Like, she, she came in in debt and unemployed and homeless and walked out with a home... An income. A dog. A dog. A mattress a and a box spring, but not a bed frame. And like your classic, your classic Ken fuckboy. Like she won. She won this Do you this find game. that man attractive? No. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. In Atlanta, that is like Hotlanta. You're from Hotlanta. I don't sell cars. I'm not legally allowed to say Hotlanta. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a thing. Um, but no, I, um, I... 
he, he looks like all of them. Actually, so my good friend, we'll call her Magley. Her name's Magley, but we'll call her Magley. Magley used to fornicate with Barnett. Really? She slid into his DMs when she saw the show premiered and was like, hey, French Toast Boy, like, are you, um, did you get married? You want to spoil the season for me? Or can, like, we keep talking. And he blocked her. <laughs> I know. So what is, I don't see a problem with that. I don't, I'm sorry, why are my... I, no, I just thought that would be an interesting deed to sprinkle in. Apparently he made her French toast, and I did not oh. think that man could make French toast or anything. It's very easy. I know, but I didn't think he could do it. He's also not an idiot. He's just good at leading people on. He's just like a, a frat boy that has a house. Yeah, he's and a frat boy. Yeah, he's just... He's successful. <laughs> he's a successful frat boy. He likes boy. money, but the last couple... Oh, my God. Does she like him? Yes. I think so. Did you think so the whole time? Yeah. Okay. I, like, it was one of those things. I even, like, I posted a video of it where, like, when they first, like, met each other, where I'm, like, loudly, like, this is stupid, and this is dumb, and I am crying on my couch. I am openly weeping, and it's dumb, but I'm crying, and I need this to be real. You're happy now. And now I'm happy and I'm good. And I knew I was like, when I was like, they last, when they made it to the end, I was like, oh, they're doing it because you don't end on a sad note when you've got this sort of an editorial going. Is it possible to do another season? Oh, 100%. They filmed that in 2018. There's no that. way they don't do another one. But now that the cat's out of the bag, I don't know how you do it. Unless they like batch filmed a bunch of seasons at once before this one premiered, I can't see them like doing it now and it working the same way. I mean, it's from the same company that made Married at First Sight, which my friend is on this season. Congrats. I mean, she's the only couple that's doing well, so that's exciting. Plot cool. twist. Yeah. Uh, everyone on Twitter says they're, they're doing okay. I'm happy for your friend. Me, t me too. We have to end this so Saffron can play. Okay, let's end it so Saffron can play. Uh, Ian, will you play us out? Well, I will. Saffron's play it! Out. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mitt Romney's Rife. Rife? Kate Flaherty! All right! Hey, give it up for Brandon Weatherby one more time, y'all. Give it up. Give it up for Brandon Weatherby one more time. Get, 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 give up your energy. Hey, we're Saffron. This is round two. This is the last of our set. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, it's going to get a little loud. And by a little, I mean a lotta. Hey, give it up for Ian one more time, y'all, huh? And his new Gresh. Last year, I, I pulled up to this show and the man, we didn't know each other yet, but through Twitter, he's like, hey, you want anything from Taco Bell? And uh, I showed up and he had my order. He fucking gave me Taco Bell. And I was like, how much you want for this? Like, don't worry about it. And this year, I returned the favor. And that's how communities begin. Quesaritos for fucking all. Go burning. Saffron, we're gonna play. There's tapes if you want them. There's shirts if you want them. Shut up. Hey! 
This song's on the tape, and it's about internment camps in America. Or concentration, whatever you want to call them.
Thanks. We have one more song. Yeah, it's our last song. Like she said, we're Saffron. We got tapes. Shut up. Shout out one more time to Brandon for fucking torturing himself once a year like this.